Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula Titans recap show for Season 1, Episode 8, titled Horror Icons Reimagined. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one iconic co-host. I did not write that. From Bloody Podcast, please say hello, Uglies, to Lorian K. Rockingham. <laughs> What laugh is that? What's so funny? It's my evil laugh. Oh, good. It sounded like an evil laugh. I also muted myself right when I started talking. Oh, okay. Well, that explains a lot, too. You know, there's this documentary. <laughs> there's, this do- there's this documentary that I watched to go to sleep. And this- I'm just ignoring that you did that. Uh, and this woman looks and she's not trying to be a witch she just looks and sounds like a witch and i often think like how sucky does she know that she looks and sounds like a witch she's a historian she could love it i mean maybe she maybe she's happy about it what uh what Uh, documentary is it okay you're really look i don't want to bore the people laurie i'll just say that this we're just gonna leave it at this okay to go to sleep okay i can't watch anything new to go to sleep because then if it's new i'm it's new so what yes. I did was I found the most boring series on YouTube and I watched the first two episodes only. Okay. It's called <laughs> like Tudor Monastery or something like that. Like not to not to you to like not T U T O R, but Tudor, like a Tudor house, you know, like okay. Oh, the, okay. the dynasty, the Tudor dynasty, right? And it's a British show. Where these historians and archaeologists live on a monastery farm and learn how they lived, right? So I've oh, seen okay. the first two episodes, and since I already know what happens, I'll put that on, okay? And then within five minutes, I'm a, five, ten minutes, I'm asleep, right? And what's funny is I only played those two episodes, and then it actually, all six episodes are in the playlist, but then it, it after the first two, it goes to a ten hour, um, not white noise. I think it's like pink noise spaceship thing. Okay, all and right. That's what plays while I sleep. Really? Yeah. But oh. if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll put on one of the six episodes because I've seen them all now by now, and it'll put me back to sleep. Anyway. Oh, okay. I like to watch uh, like anything that's a process. So like cars, like it's where it's like a machine gets taken apart and cleaned and put back together. So I'll watch that to fall asleep. Or I like that, and I could fall asleep, and it does make me sleepy. The problem with those videos is sometimes there's a loud noise. See, Tudor Monastery Farm has no loud noises. Yes. There used to be this um, uh, history of Christianity video that was like three plus hours long. Okay. And for 90% of that documentary, it was very quiet. People just talking about, you know, the early days of Christianity. But for some reason, in the middle of the thing, of the documentary, really loudly, a guy goes, (laughs) And it would always wake me up. Right? It's like, okay, I have to get rid of this. It was, you know, a, that's like that was actually a per, that documentary was perfection, chef's kiss. If it wasn't for that stupid music, 
you know that that's like the editor's like stepson. They were like, can you just give him a thing? Can yeah. you just let him do something? Yeah. Um, all right. This week, the Boulay brothers strapped the contestants to lie detectors to ask the real questions before challenging them to present a fresh take on a horror icon. On the main stage, Hoso is named the winner of the challenge. In a double extermination, Eva Destruction and Astrid Aurelia are banished back to the underworld, paving the way for the final three monsters. Lorian, K, Roggenkamp, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. So I feel like I say it every time but i do i did like the challenge i felt like Mm -hmm. the challenge was really fun um i mean even all all challenges i like the fright feet i like this challenge Mm -hmm. um can i be honest with you though sure it took me till this episode Mm -hmm. to realize Mm -hmm. that they are just redoing challenges from old seasons every challenge has been that yes it took me this episode. <laughs> we're we're not we're almost to the finale, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, they're just redoing. They're revamping it. Mm-hmm. That's because every episode is we're gonna you're gonna do a new spin on an old challenge." Yeah. So yeah, that that was kind of I was like, "Oh my gosh," the uh, I also I liked. I guess I'll just say those will be my two things. I like the challenge, the fright feed and the challenge. And then mm-hmm. the thing I didn't like was the fact that um, the stuff with Coco turned out to be a just giant nothing burger. And Oh, about the sabotage no, stuff? Yeah. Nobody, but, well, everything. Mm-hmm. All the stuff about Melissa, everything, how nobody tried. It just turned out to be a nothing burger. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, mm-hmm. you're just doing this for attention. So, yeah, that was frustrating because... Yeah. They have that huge fight in the beginning and then nothing uh, after that. Mm-hmm. And then, then they're mm-hmm. all just, you know, friends. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Well, Lauren, let me tell you this. Um, I only like one thing. I like the challenge. The thing I didn't like. Okay. And now obviously, cause I, and we'll talk about the Coco moment in a bit. I didn't like the fright feet. I thought the fright feet was boring. I got we lot no new information, and I have a lot to say about the fright feet, but I did not like it. I thought it was extremely boring, to be honest with you. You could change my mind, but when I was watching and I was like, "Well, here's my thing." At least I was like, "At least they're not eating something weird." Yeah, you know. Yeah, that was my whole. That was my main thing. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh God, please don't eat anything yeah. weird." Um. All right, everyone. So we're gonna jump right into the episode. So I told this to Lori before. I'm gonna tell you guys now. We we are going to analyze the Coco moment. I pulled the audio, okay? And we're going to analyze it. We're going to do something similar to what we did last week. There's only one audio clip, so we'll do it in all one episode. But we're going to... I want to... Lori, hear me out. I want to rush through this episode. It's not... Apart from the Coco moment, there's really not much to it, okay? No. And, uh, and I want to rush through it, get through it, and then I want to... Uh, do the Coco moment and get out of here. Okay, so we're gonna do the Coco moment at the end okay. after we've done the episode. All right, but you'll hear. Well, you'll hear about it. We're just not gonna okay. really dive into it until later. All right. Uh, after Melissa's elimination, Astrid does not agree with Melissa's accusations of insincerity. Meanwhile, Hoso reminds us that Coco and Melissa aren't strangers to shade. Later, Coco enters the boudoir ready for a fight. Coco spends the next few minutes castigating the remaining contestants for Melissa's 
about contestants for Melissa's departure, all the girls apologized to Coco because Melissa quit the show. Now, Coco's big moment here is pretty much the entire thing. But do you have, outside of that, do you have anything to say about this post-extermination scene? You know what this really reminded me of? Is it reminds me of, like, when somebody's being gaslit and they have, like, a moment of clarity and you're like, you know, they're like, yeah, Coco and Melissa are also super abusive. Like, they've been throwing shade left and right. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it. And then Coco comes in and the, and she's like, you guys did it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you're right, Coco. Sorry. And it's just like, where, where were you guys five seconds ago? You were you were on point. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's what, gonna, what happened. That's one of my notes is that Astrid actually, Astrid, one of Astrid's earliest comments actually really nails Melissa's uh, rant where she was like, it was strange. It was weird. It went nowhere. There was nothing really direct. And it was very general. I'm like, yeah. 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 So. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was weird. Also, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was weird that like it. it I mean, we'll get into it. I don't want to say anymore. When we when we critique it, we'll. But I have a lot of thoughts yeah. about it. But uh, just to, just jump on what you were saying earlier is like, and it's in my notes is, it is funny that before Coco entered the room, they were actually, except for Eva, having a very pretty a pretty honest conversation about what happened the the night before. Coco yes. comes in and that goes all out the door. But yeah, all right. Moving on on the main stage, the Boulay brothers make it clear that only three contestants will move forward to the finale i want to repeat this sentence okay i'm gonna slow it down on the main stage the boulet brothers make it clear yes that only three contestants will move forward to the finale right here at the top of the show at the top of the show also what something that really pisses me off is that when they saved when they chose to save Eva and Hoso, mm-hmm. they said that future consequences will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Consequences. They said that future consequences will happen. Everyone in their brother Everyone. knew that that meant yeah. that, that it was going to be a double elimination. Yes. Then they say this about the top three, and they're still shocked <gasps> at the end of the show. Lori. Even Eva's like, there's the twist. What there, twist? There's no twist? It happened several times where you're like, they're like, there's a part where Hoso goes, Oh my god, we're gonna get to this, but they're like, it just hit me. The consequences. What do you think they are? And I'm like, they literally oh, said at the, the beginning Christ. of the show, only three girls are gonna make it forward. There's gonna there are not gonna be four people in the finale. They literally say this. They say there aren't gonna be four people in the finale. Yes. There will only be three. One or more of you is gonna go home because they didn't know what's gonna come on because they pre-recorded all this. One or more of you is gonna go home. And that's it. We're telling you right now. And they're like, there's a twist. They're doing a double elimination. (laughs) You know what it reminds me so much of? It reminds me so much. So I have a, we have a a test in school, right? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow. I have it on the board. Mm -hmm. I've been going over the study guide all week. I have, I've been telling the kids that the test is tomorrow. I go to, to, I have a training tomorrow, so I'm not going to be there for the test. So I go, all right, guys, again, I'm not going to be there. The test is tomorrow. And the kids are like, yes, there's a test tomorrow. Yes. And I'm like, it's on the board. I had, you're doing a study guide. Yeah. Like what, what did you think was going to happen? That's literally what this is. 
Oh my god, it was so crazy. It was so crazy. All right, for this week's main challenge, the monsters need to reinvent a classic horror icon and model their look on the main stage. In addition, they'll reenact their icon's most memorable moment for this week's fight. For this week's fright feat, each contestant will be hooked up to a lie detector and asked a series of questions. If the administrator determines that the contestant is being deceptive, the contestant will be shocked with a jolt of electricity. All right, I didn't put what happened in the fright feat. Here's what happens, everybody. Stupid questions are asked. Uh, everyone answers and giggles. And Coco does this thing where she lies about everything. I have a lot of analysis about that, Mama. And so let's talk. So let's talk about this fry feet. You're, Laura, you love this fright feet. Tell tell me why you loved it. Change my mind. I just I liked it more than the other fright feats. I don't want it to say that I didn't like. I mean, look, it was a terrible. Uh, uh, like it was a terrible, uh, whatever you call it, like a, a truth thing. Cause it was like, they were, uh, constantly going, um, uh, asking like very generic questions. Like, do you think so-and-so is telling the truth? Mm -hmm. And it was like, what, what is the, that's very relative, mm -hmm. you know? But I mean, besides the, I, that's a nitpicky thing to say. So besides that. You know, it it was fine. I thought it was, you know, they weren't eating anything weird. They were asking each other, look, we finally got to the bottom of the thing we all knew, mm -hmm. which is that nobody's sabotaging Coco. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and that Coco's delusional. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's like, at least we all knew know it, that that's happening. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, it, it served a purpose. I, you know, I, I just, I feel like at some point I just have to start accepting things. We're never going to have a fright feet where the, the, the stakes of the fright feet are now gone. Mm -hmm. They're not even pretending to yeah. pretend like there's a chance that somebody might be kicked mm -hmm. off. And, you know, it, they're, it's just a softball thing. And so, you know, it was, I'll, it I'll was tell fine. You Personally, and I raised it at the top of the show. I thought this fright feet was very boring. And I think it went too long. Now, do I have a problem with the concept? No. But the the whole thing was ruined, intentionally sabotaged, if you will. Speaking of sabotage, by Coco Kane. And the part that gets me mad is how she insults my, not my, our intelligence, the audience's intelligence. Okay? And she says, I decided to lie about everything to throw off the other contestants to get in their heads kind of thing, right? And that is 100% not the truth. Which which makes no sense because it's a truth telling me like it's it's the dumbest ploy ever. Mm -hmm. It would be different if this wasn't a thing that would tell you whether or not you're telling the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which by the way, this is my one plug for this, but uh they're not lie detectors are not admissible in court. So if you're ever com ever commit a crime and somebody says take a lie detector to prove your innocence, never do it. Never ever do it. Well, look, ever. here's the deal. A couple of things about lie detectors. We'll get to lie detectors in a second. But let me get let me finish my point about Coco. Is she was insulting our intelligence because the reason Coco lied about everything is because A, she believes in lie detectors. And B was like, if I lie about everything that obfuscates my actual lies. Okay? Because yeah. I will always have plausible deniability if I'm caught in a lie. So what I'll do... But she won't. What I'll do is I'll just lie about everything, or at least say I was lying about everything. That way, if there's a lie, 
people won't, this is her thinking, won't know if I'm lying or telling the truth. Because of that, it makes the, it ruins the whole game because now there are no stakes. Because any, especially since she's the center of a lot of the controversies, um, because she's the center of a lot of the controversies, there are no stakes because we now, there's nothing that she said is right or wrong. We don't know. Okay. But we, I mean, we, we do know, know that the lie detector s- Go ahead. said she was lying. We know that the lie detector said she was lying. I mean, she could argue that, that it's but not factual. But her argument is but, that she's you know. lied about everything. Okay. Oh, she. so she's saying she's lying about... Wait, so you're saying that she's saying she's lying about the things that she's even claimed so far. No, I'm telling you what she said on the show. She said, I'm going to lie about everything and keep these bitches guessing. Oh, so even when it was saying she was yes. truthful, she was lying. Yes, okay. because there was a part where they said, do you think you can win? And she said... Maybe something like, it's something along those lines. She said yes, or she said no, and he said you were being truthful. And she goes, "Damn, I was actually lying." You were not, you were not being truthful. Yeah, and then she goes, "Oh, I was lying," or something weird, right? But oh yeah, but I think it was she said she said uh, yes, and then they said that she's telling the truth, and she said, "Oh, I was yeah, lying. yeah, yeah," something like that. So it and so that's what it's it's. I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, and I guess we can't, we're going to obviously really get into it in the thing, is uh, my mind is blown. It, it, the cognitive dissonance is real, Mama, in that if you go on Reddit, on the Dracula subreddit, okay? Because usually, look, do I agree with Reddit on everything? No. But usually we're in the same lane. Does that make sense? Like, we're going in the yeah. same direction. I just disagree with them on even their big points. This is one where we are headed for a head-on collision. I do not understand it. Everyone on Reddit, on the Dracula subreddit, thinks Coco Kane is, like, the greatest. Like, they are like, yes, queen, work. You're fucking amazing. I want Coco to win the whole show. This is, yes, bitch, cunt. You know, blah, 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 right? And I'm like, what is wrong? Like, I am not joking. I think she's a very bad person. I think she's a very bad person. So bad, in fact. And I know this is a very dark joke. Jump over to head 30 seconds if you if you don't like dark jokes. So I think that she she's very manipulative, but th- that's what a reality competition ooh. show is for. The problem is, is that is that everyone else is kowtowing this is, this, her. That's what, this I, is my that's fault. what I'm frustrated with. This is my fault it. because I, I opened this door. But we're starting to get into that, that thing because essentially, I'm not going to go anywhere because it's, it's not fair. It's not fair for me to go, this is what I think, you can't say anything. But we're starting to go there. I'm, that was my bad. I am sorry. Oh, you mean the... Yeah. Yeah. So... No, no, no. It's fine. I will... I'm going to tell you this, mm-hmm. though. I do have Coco winning it. And it's not because I think that she's the best. It's because I think that, look, I think Victoria, as we've said before, Victoria's looks are stunning and Victoria, Victoria could very well win, but Victoria has almost zero personality and can't act and doesn't really perform that much. Right. Hoso has already been on tour and has already performed. Mm -hmm. So I, I just don't see Hoso winning it. I think they want somebody new. And so, and Coco, we know, is a good performer. And, you know, 
I think she could win it. I think she's going to be ultimately, the one to win. Ultimately, look, I'm not, anything is possible, right? But ultimately, I still believe in the fairness of the Boulay brothers. And the person that should win it is Victoria Elizabeth Black. So I'm going to hold on to the idea that it's Victoria Elizabeth Black. Also, because the one thing I'll say about the Boulay brothers is they hold they don't hide well. They don't hide things no. well. They literally say, like, this person's gonna go home, and then later they pretend it gets a surprise. This person's going home. And you're like, you literally told us this yes. 10 minutes ago. And so they picked they picked Eva and Astrid so far into that like immediately and then they were like we're, we're still we're still figuring it yeah. out it's like no they literally not. said we're gonna no, get even asked at home so it's the same thing where i think it was on like resurrection where they said oh victoria elizabeth black could win the whole thing if she wanted right and so i think they've already said she's gonna get it but but what i but i see what you're saying but let's let's move let's move on let's move on um okay. okay let me turn this page here my hands are dry it's hard to turn the page oh i will say yeah. this though okay can i and this ha- this pivots into other things so i i'll say this the one thing i have in my notes this is something that frustrates me about astrid and i i get where she's coming from but i feel like on a reality competition show you never want to say you don't feel like you don't belong even if that's what you feel, mm-hmm. even if that's how you personally feel, you never want to say it. You always want to pretend like you belong mm-hmm. because the producers will see it and they're like, why do we want to keep somebody who doesn't feel like they, they belong? Like if you if I'm co- if you're constantly saying, I don't feel like I'm going to win, I don't feel like I belong. Why do they want to bring that person into the finale? So I was kind of frustrated with Astra a little bit because I felt like she really had entered into this defeatist mode. And I was just like, you're you're dead in the water, you know? Like, you're taking, I don't know. It just really frustrated me. In the boudoir, Astrid expresses her anxiety about her place in the competition. Coco tries to figure out what is going on with her belongings. Lori doesn't wait for a script to tell you to set up the thing that you're going to talk about. And later, the monsters get to work creating their horror icon looks. Odds floor show day, and Coco leaves the monsters in a trust fall exercise before Coco and Victoria reenact the opening to Scream. Hosa reminds everyone there will be consequences from the double save, and the girls wonder what those consequences could possibly be. Lori, let's start with the boudoir. Do you have anything to say about Astrid and the anxiety she's expressing about her place in the competition? No, I'm actually, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I didn't really see a diff- an issue yeah. with it. No, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, isn't that, don't you feel that? I mean, am I, the, am I a crazy person? No, for I don't that? think you're a crazy I, person. I just, but I do think, I see what you're saying, but I think, it's going back to the conversation we were having about the Boulay brothers, I feel like it's predetermined by this point. I think everyone could see the writing on the wall. The only person who couldn't see the writing on the wall was Eva. Right? But yeah. Well, she saw the writing as soon as she got pit, pit, picked next <laughs> oh, to Victoria. We'll talk about this. They did her dirty. <laughs> they did They did Eva so fucking dirty. She must have pissed them off. They did her. In some way. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. They pissed her. They did her really dirty. Um, so I wrote down here that it's kind of a different take on what you said. It's that Astrid's having a real moment here right? She's having a real anxiety-filled moment, okay? Um, And I I wrote, it's okay to feel a certain type of way about the competition. I've been there. I'm sure you have been there, where the stress of the competition just finally gets to you. And it's it's not really unlike what Melissa went through. They, they process these emotions differently, but it's not much different. 
Meanwhile, I noticed Coco did nothing to comfort Astrid, uh, which is what. No. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead. But if Melissa had said, if Melissa had said the same things that Astrid had said, Coco would have been upset with everyone for not being and not jumping to her defense and being like, no, you should be in here. Yeah. But she just sat there with this smirk on her face and just stared straight ahead. Um, By the way, Eva. Throughout this episode, they were, again, doing her dirty. Maybe this is why they did her dirty. She is such a fucking two-faced person. She is so two-faced. And I hope that the other contestants and everyone... Do you think everyone sees how two-faced she is? Oh, I definitely do. I mean, look. Yeah, she's two-faced. But that's just, you know... We all see it. We all know it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um... The one thing about Eva that I don't like is, and we we we'll see this a couple of times, is she will not let a queen a queen have like have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 you say I don't feel like I should be here, or I really want to perform, I really want to go on the tour or whatever, she's like, don't think that way, don't think like that. Think about you. Yeah, there's so many other things you could be thinking about. And it's like, fuck you, bitch. Like I want to think the way I want to think. You know. So when Ashton says, I don't feel like I belong, and she's like, don't think that way. It's like, you know, okay, great. Thank you, Eva. You Eva goes on a million problems. rants about how she doesn't belong there, and she's Eva fucking distraction. Um, yeah. Coco. Let's talk about Coco. They talk about the sabotage now. They've talked about in the Fright Feet, where everyone was tr- marked truthful in the in the, in the <laughs> short lie detector test. And now they're like, well, listen, uh, Coco, we were all said, we, everyone said we were truthful, that we didn't do anything. And she, she's like, well, I don't know what it is. And I'm going to tell you something. I truly think Coco doesn't think she's responsible. Like, I don't think Coco's hiding something. I don't think Coco knows it's her fault. No. I think Coco truly believes you know, she that she. I think the reality is she misplaced things and broke them by accident or whatever, right? But I think yes. truly, Coco in her head believes that that was it wasn't her fault. I because because yes. it's a character flaw. I don't think Coco ever thinks anything's her fault. I think Coco, if something happens, it's not Coco's fault. It's somebody else's fault. Yes, you know, it um, can't be her fault because she doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. We're really setting up this. Yeah. We're really setting up this this moment we're going to analyze later. I've been telling you this right now because I'm like, I'm thinking of a moment I want to reference in that. And I'm like, I can't because we haven't talked about it yet. I Yeah, I do. I loved how they were like, will you now admit that there was no sabotage? Yeah. And she was like, no, I think there was still sabotage. Yeah. And it's like, who? The producers? Like, who? Who? who's sabotaging you? And, now, and then these dummies in the confessional, Hoso's like, well, we didn't do it, and Coco didn't do it. I guess we'll never know. It's an unsolved mystery. I'm like, no, we hundred percent know it was Coco. <laughs> That's the thing that pisses me off. Like, this would not stand in in uh, last season. Like, if Coco was in last, if Coco was trying to pull this shit last season, people would be calling her out left, right, and yeah. center. It, for some reason, when they're confronted with her, when she's in there, it, she, they're just like, yeah, no, I don't know what's going on. It's just like, fucking have a backbone, yeah. Hoso. Be like, no, you did it. This is on you. Yeah. Uh, also, let me see. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Oh, the floor show day. What do you think of this trust fall thing? I mean, it was just another stupid, 
you know, thing that they did. I also thought it was funny that, you know, like they're all talking about how they don't trust each other, how they don't. And uh, Coco in the very beginning is like, you know, you guys are not my friends. You're not whatever. And then they're all just like gal palling around, you know, and it's just like, this doesn't, none of this makes None of this means anything. It was 100% producer-driven. This is producer all just driven. fodder for television. The producers yeah. were like, we need something for you to do. Do this trust fall. So dumb. But what's so frustrating is like, you know, and again, this is all nitpicky mm-hmm. stuff, guys. The episode I actually genuinely liked. But... I thought it was kind of boring. You know, they did... They, Oh, I, th- I thought it was fun. I liked the challenge. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, But they have the, the video, right? Where they show themselves in those clips. But they don't show them filming no. it. Why didn't we see them know. filming no, it? No, we, we saw trust falls and <laughs> stupidity. And so we saw trust falls and the remaking of uh, the first like two minutes of Scream yeah. or first five minutes of Scream or yeah. whatever. And it's just like, okay. Uh, I actually feel sorry for the editors because I'm like, they have to make something. There's like nothing to turn into a show. You know? Yeah, I wonder if they do other stuff. Like, if there's other stuff that they, like, do in the boudoir, and they're like, um, no, we're not going to put that in the yeah, show. Yeah, maybe. You know. I just want to revisit this topic, because it comes up here. This is the appropriate place for it. Uh, when Hoso's like, oh my god, it just hit me. The Boulay brother says there's going to be consequences. And she's like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. And I'm like... And Coco gets mad at them again, and they and it's like, okay. I wish the producer had been like, you guys know that this is not their choice, mm-hmm. right? That the Boulay brothers chose to save them yeah. because they wanted to, yeah. because they wanted to do a double elimination later. You do realize that, right? No, they don't, Lori. They don't. Um, all yeah. right, Lori. Well, I'll tell you what. It's time to dim the lights, start the music, and let the floor show begin what i want to do Lori, is i want to talk about first the scenes okay okay and then we'll do the looks we'll do the grades but we'll talk about each scene first of all oh i have that right here oops sorry okay So for the little mini videos they made, the first one up is Coco. And Coco comes out and they play the Boulay Brothers uh, floor show music. And she does like a... uh, They actually have her do the introduction to the videos themselves. They probably have her do their script. Um, Lori, your thoughts on this? So I was so confused by this in the beginning and then at the end of the judging when they said oh you, she's the she's us mm-hmm. i was like oh and i went back and watched it because i was like <laughs> what was she doing yeah. so uh i liked it i mean you know it was it was cute i thought she looked cute she didn't look she didn't have the big tits like she normally does um so it was a different look and uh i don't know i thought it i thought it was i thought it was nice i thought you looked great i think it was a clever idea but if we're really holding it to the standards that other people were held up to i think if they didn't put that music for her you know no i would have never ever known that she was doing the boulet brothers 
Yeah, I didn't. I unless until they said it was the bullet, I was like, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Uh, it was a very party city version of the Boulet Brothers. But I guess I'm getting into my look notes, but I got into like a weird thing where I was thinking like, is it like an alien? Are they doing like an alien thing? And then that's like an like an old alien TV show, and then they introduced the TV show. Like I was like in a weird tangent. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. All right. Next we have Hoso Teratoma. She came out of the girl from the ring. Your thoughts on this one? On the scene? Yeah, the I scene. thought you did great. You know what? Well, you know I what? Let's do the, the scene and the looks. Let's go back to Coco. What was your grade on uh, Coco's look? You know, I genuinely like the look. Um, I would say it's not like the... I don't feel like it fit the challenge, you mm-hmm. know? It was more like I think she knew she was placating to the to the hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give it a B. That's exactly what I gave it, Laurie. A B. All right. Hosa Teratoma. <clears throat> so what are your thoughts here? Loved it. I loved it. I thought that she did uh, a great job. I will say, though, one thing I didn't like is what they loved about this look, I felt like they critiqued about Eva's look. And we'll get into mm-hmm. it. But so, but I felt like this was great. I mean, it was basically the same thing as the movie. So, yeah, I thought it was... Yeah, you know, here's the deal. The TV and the videotape helped. I think one, either Eva or Coco said, oh, if she didn't have the TV, I wouldn't have known who she was. And even that Billy Bob, Joe, Boar, Bob, whoever that is, was like, I would, I, that's a hard one to pull off. I'm all, is the ring girl really hard to pull off, especially if you're Asian? Yeah, I, he was, he seemed very confused about a lot of stuff. And I was like, you're a horror, like, what is with these horror, like, uh, you know, historians yeah. that don't know anything? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, can we find somebody who knows about the ring and saw, yeah. you know? Uh, what grade would you give Hosa's look? I would say an A. I gave it an A as well. All right. Well, my life stream is that I match with you on yeah. looks. That's what All I All right. Hope. Victoria Elizabeth Black, she did the Crypt Keeper. You know, I, I, she got accolades in the, um, in the judging, but I genuinely didn't really, I wasn't feeling this look. Um, I mean, the Crypt, the, the, I thought it was fine. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, so I give it a B. I mean, they liked it, so I'm raising it, but yeah, I give it a B. I liked it. I actually think it was perfect because to the point where I think maybe she should have even won because it wasn't so on the nose. I had to actually think about it. And then when she talked, I was like, oh, she's the Crypt Keeper. And then I thought, that's brilliant, right? Because, and I think that's kind of what they wanted. Reimagine it, take your own spin on it and give it a whirl. And that's what she did. I gave it an A, so unfortunately, Lori. I could see that. I could see yeah. that. It was a reimagine. So yeah, I could. Eva see that. Destruction came out as one of the aliens from Mars Attacks. You know, I genuinely like this look. I thought she did a great job with it, and yeah, it was similar to the to the uh, original, but so was Hosos. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like the fact that they were critiquing Eva for being similar, but then praising Hoso. Um, So personally, I give it an A. Interesting. 
Look, here's the deal. And they were saying they were all good, and I agree with them. Because if Eva were to wear this to a drag, you know, show, people would lose their fucking minds. It was a really great look. Yes. It nailed it. You knew what she was doing, yada, yada, yada. But I feel in terms of the challenge, it was only strong. There were weaknesses and strengths with both sides. The, from the neck up, it was great, but it was very on the nose. From the neck down, you're like, oh, well, you just it's just like a bodysuit, you know? Whereas Hoso's yeah. was complete, and there were details from the head to the toe. Yeah, but it was still the original. It was a co- carbon copy True. of the original. All right, I can see your point. Uh, unfortunately for you, I gave it a B minus. Mm. Um, once again, I'm judged purely based on if I match you. So, all right. Next, we have Astrid Arela. She was something from the Predator. Your thoughts here? You're not even going to deny it anymore. Deny That's what? what I love. Before you tried to gaslight me into this whole drag race federation, and now you're just like, yeah, whatever. Lori, I mean, poor I, I, I don't want you know. I don't want this to be the the love triangle from Dragula. So I don't want to beat this to death. I think we all know the truth, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. Yes, we do. Well, you know, I, I was oh, well. Here's the deal. I was informed that Tom Bombs told you about a private conversation I had last week in the Discord. Okay. No, I have never. Are you? Wait, for what? He told me that he, he messaged the... you on the Discord. Oh, if he did, I, I haven't he, checked my he messages. He confessed. And so I lied last week. I did not win my appeal. I've actually been permanently banned from. So this is why, that's why I'm saying my score. Okay? All right. Okay. All right. Finally, All right. Astrid, so, yeah, tell uh, me Astrid's look. Poor Astrid. I mean, the concept, I understand where she was going with, but even the video, it was like the logistics of the Predator was stupid. Mm -hmm. It's like you could see the pink outline and you were like, the whole reason why the Predator is is they are invisible. Mm -hmm. And if there's a pink outline, it's not going to help it in any way, shape or form. So I was just like, the poor, I mean... The, look, the the want was there. The concept was interesting. The execution was just disappointing. I give it a C. This was a tough one because the video was the part where it failed for me. But the actual look itself, when you just look at the look as a look, it was great. I thought. I, you know, unfortunately for you, because, you know, it's all based on my thing. I, I gave it a B. What did you give it? A C. A C. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. All right, Lori. Well, those are the looks. All right. On the main stage, Hoso Teratoma is named the winner of the challenge and books her ticket to the finale. Finally, the consequences are revealed. Finally. All four remaining monsters will climb the staircase of souls, but only two will survive. Like they said at the top of the show. In the cauldron, Hoso apologizes for the consequences and tells everyone they should be proud of themselves. Astrid accepts her fate and just wishes she could go on tour. Coco presses Hoso for her top three, and Hoso names Coco and Eva, noting that they haven't had a chance to show in a finale. The bottom four take turns sharing why they are confident they are not going home, and Coco leads a toast to the final five Dragula Titans. 
Uh, Lorian K. Rocking Camp. Oh. Any thoughts on the cauldron? We still on the main stage. Sorry. Yes. So uh, when Coco, or sorry, when uh, Astrid was like, if they gave me, if they said you can only go on tour but not get the $100,000, I would say I would take that. And Eva was like, I don't like that Astrid just is thinking about going on tour. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, let her have her thing. Yeah. Like, if that's what she wants, let her, let her drink. Like, I was just like, she has to have an opinion on everyone's fucking life. I know. It's exhausting. You know what this reminds me of is my aunt. My aunt is like this to a T. If you say something, if you're like, oh, man, I lost because and I really wish I would. She's like, I don't want you to think that way. Don't. And then if you go, oh, yeah, you're right. You go, I'm not right. I just want to, yeah. you know, and it's just like, I can't win with you. I can't wait. You know, I'm trying to, like, just get out of this conversation. Um, And so, yeah, so I her heart's uh, his heart's in the right place. But it's like, <laughs> let let Astrid have a moment, Eva. But once again, and then once again. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the I will say that Coco did make me laugh because Astrid was Astrid was, uh, like she was you know comforting uh, or Hosa was comforting Astrid and being like, "No, you deserve. You're gonna. You deserve to win. Mm-hmm. You deserve it." And then Coco goes, oh, by the way, Hoso, what's your yeah. top three? And Hoso doesn't even pick Astrid for her top three. And I was like, oh, Coco, that's that's great. That's yeah. really well, good. Well, the other thing, too, is once again, just last week, Melissa had a moment. It was much more, they're more histrionic, but she had a moment. And Coco was like, ran out and after her, which she's a good friend, and then came in the next week and was like, you fucking bitches, you fucking whores. You didn't have anybody's back, you fucking pieces of shit, right? And then Astrid's doing the same thing, but more low-key, and Coco's like, in confession, like, I hope that bitch goes home. Like, you know, like, I hope she finds her way to a tour of the, of the trap door or something like that. And I'm like, is this the sisterhood Coco was well, talking about? The the not being two-faced? Well, that's because... Know? Yeah. That's because uh, Coco likes I Melissa. Know. Because they're bitches yeah. in crime together. So, um, all right, let's move on to now the main stage where Astrid and Coco climb the staircase of souls, and Astrid is dropped into oblivion. Next, Victoria and Eva ascend to the ghostly gallery where Victoria's name is called, but Eva is dropped into hell, leaving our top three as Hoso Teratoma, Victoria Lewis Black, and Coco Kane. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode before we go to break and before we analyze this Coco scene? Yes, uh, I, I, sorry, I forgot to mention this earlier. Can we just talk? I mean, we mentioned it before, but I just want to give a moment for when the when the Poulet brothers said that Coco and Ashton were going up together, and then Eva goes, "Oh, I'm going well, up no, with Victoria." Well, no, better than that. She goes like, <laughs> "Coco and Astrid are going up the staircase." So I surmised it's gonna be me and Victoria. And I'm like, oh, look at here, Sherlock Holmes here. Yeah. Deduction, Deduction Central. Central. Over here. Eva Destruction figuring shit out. <laughs> well, she's the de- she's the detective of the group. She's the one who realized yeah. the twist right away when they mentioned the twist the fourth time. So But I do she- also love, you know, they go Astrid and Astrid falls. 
and they go, you've been banished to hell, you know, whatever, right? And then Eva's up there, and they go, yeah. Victoria, to do a switch on us, right? And Eva, yes. and then they drop Eva, and then there's no, it's Eva vanishes, and there's no reference to her ever again. There's no, like, oh, well, you no. even the banished to hell is, like, a way of saying goodbye. It's like she falls, and like, Victoria, yes. boom. You are making it to the to the finale of Dragon of Titans, and then they immediately go into like, "Oh my god!" Like Coco and Hoso and, and Victoria going like, "I've done it!" You know, we're in the fight. Like Eva just vanishes, gone. There's She's no gone. even goodbye. I, I, it also, it. I knew what they were doing, but it also kind of broke my heart a little bit when they said Victoria, and you could see Eva going, yeah. "Am I actually staying?" Like she was kind of yeah. like had that moment, and then. But, oh, man, look, I, I feel heartbroken for Astrid. I wish, I feel like Astrid was the Jan of, <laughs> from Drag Race of Dragula, where I feel like she just could never figure out what the Boulay brothers you know, wanted. Yeah. It's funny um, that you said that. I never finished my point from earlier when I was talking about Reddit is with Coco is someone told me Coco was like the, you know, if you remember correctly from season three, Reddit was super in love with Louisiana Purchase and they thought she was the greatest drag queen ever. And then also someone on Reddit pointed out that oh, this yeah. love, this blind love for Coco, this like she can do no wrong. She could fucking shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, right? And get away with it was similar to the the blind passion for Valentina, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is very, very Valentina. All right, Lori, why don't we do this? Why don't we take yes. a break? And when we come back, we're going to analyze the, the audio between Coco Kane and the rest of the cast. Okay, now we're actually back, but we're going back to the beginning of the show. Uh, the girls enter after the elimination, and they're kind of talking about what happened uh, with Melissa, and they're giving honest opinions about what they feel. And as they're talking about it and how sucky it was, Coco Kane comes walking into the room. And this is the we're gonna take it. We're gonna pick it up from when Coco walks into the room. We're gonna analyze that, and we're gonna take a look at that now. It's but she's also wearing like a beret, like a corset. <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, yeah, and like a corset, and like she's ready for battle. It was, re- I was like, as soon as I, she I'm walked in, I go, oh, she's you, gonna Lori, start yelling. I was telling somebody else this. I was telling Taylor, I think. I'm really worried about this because I got so angry by this conversation. I was angry when I saw it. I was angry when I took notes. I was angry when I was thinking about it later. I was angry when I pulled the audio. I get angrier and angrier every single time. I think what we are witnessing here and it becomes it actually becomes really evident at the end. But what we, it's it, this is an emotionally abusive relationship. Like I'm talking about like domestic violence oh, yeah. style. Like I, mm-hmm. I texted you when I first started watching the show and I was like, wow, Coco is yeah. really emotionally remi- abusive. Yeah. This is like gaslighting one of the dialogue that was happening uh, after Chris Rock slapped. I'm sorry, after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock 
And then Chris Will Smith went late, up later after he won the Oscar and was like, I'm a you know work in progress and was all teary and stuff like that. And domestic violence survivors were like, this is the trademark action of a domestic abuser is they do this violent thing and then they're extremely remorseful or they are like, you made me do this, you know, which is essentially what Coco does is Coco screams at them and is like, you made me do this. It's, it's. Yeah. And then later is like, we can still work on this. Trust me. We'll be okay. And it's like, everybody there is like, oh, we're sorry, Coco. It's like, it's very, it's really, this is what I'm saying. This is, I mean, yes, it ultimately, it's still a reality show, but it's beyond a reality show. This is now where you're like, you're seeing an abusive, abusive, almost like a cult leader, like Jim Jones or like, um, like the way that his the the people in the cult, like appall it's it's really yeah. bizarre what we're gonna see here. Yeah, it. I will say the dynamic that they have with Coco is so weird because it's not like any other dynamic I've seen in a in a uh, reality mm-hmm. competition show. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. I just haven't seen it. Where, like, for some reason, they just cannot call Coco out. I mean, they'll say, they'll argue back, but they cannot just say like, what you're saying is bullshit. You know, they, it's like, for some reason, her opinion has to hold water. I I should probably bring on a black person to talk about this. But ultimately, my opinion is uh, that, and this is, you know, this is a a Latino person talking to a white person. So, but, so we need to get a, this is a a longer conversation with a, a black person. But like, to me, to the way they're behaving is equally racist to if you were openly uh 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 in opposition to them because what what the can hear me out what the subtext is there is you are a temperamental angry black person and we are afraid of that so we're gonna say whatever we need to to calm you down because you're an angry black person does that make sense Yeah, I mean, I so you're saying that you think if the if this if Coco was white that they no, would not be no, treating they her would not put up with it. Imagine if someone like came this. in, if someone came in screaming. Look, listen, we're gonna start it right now. Here we go. Listen, disrespectfully, fuck all of y'all. The fact I am going to stay here on this good day is that every person in this room right now has two faces, if not fucking more. And if you can't own up to it, that's your own demons to fight, baby. We had a sister walk out crying. And not a single one of you bitches flinched, didn't move, didn't even think about getting up to check on her. Didn't try to stop her at all. And then when you found out she quit, couldn't have gave a fuck less. It's clear where oh. your minds are at. Okay, let's stop there. One, she comes in guns a-blazing. One. Two, we're back yeah. to this two-faced, that they're all <laughs> two-faced. You can make an argument for Eva and probably like... They're but, but all two faced. About what? What are but, they two faced about? They're well. First off, the show itself lends itself to being two faced, because if you like, let's say we're in a competition show, right? And you're saying like, "Hey, I'm really worried that I'm not going to win, and I'm really upset about it, and I don't mm-hmm. know if I should continue." And I'm like, "You should continue. You have every right to be here, and you could win." But secretly, in my mind, I'm like. I want to win. I want to be the winner. So even if you, I get you to key stay on the show, 
I, I still want to beat you, mm-hmm. right? So that in of itself is two-faced. That doesn't make it a bad thing. Being, I think that they're equating being two-faced with like, oh, you're being manipulative or, or you're wrong. That's not bad. We all have to... You but, have to compartmentalize. What That's what, what being two faced is. Really, I'm being honest with you. I really worried about this conversation we're going to have because a, I w- I'm afraid of my emotions getting the best of me, and b, I really want to be objective as possible because of the ramifications if I'm not. And so my question, I'm not going to put any sort of, I'm not going to make up a story about what the girls, what M- Melissa and Coco think. They're being two-faced about, but they have not articulated in any kind of way how the girls are two-faced. They've never said, oh, this happened, and you you said this, and then you said that. Well, I think they've tried, but it's just that their, their emotions get the better of them. Where I think Melissa in the past has said, but to be fair, everyone has done this. That someone will say something to their face, but then say something different. And that's behind fair, but then say say back. what? Yeah, but see, that's the thing is like, I I just think it's like a general thing of like you're on camera, so you're gonna say something slightly different than what you would say off camera. I don't think that's bad, and also don't worry about being emotionally vulnerable. I'm the most emotionally adept person there is so i'll keep you on but track. there is so don't this worry thing about where like <laughs> what what coco was trying to do here is bend them into submission you know it's like if you yeah. can't admit then you're two-faced then that's on you and you're a bad person but they they she can't get them to say what they're being say this is how you were two-faced and also ultimately let's say they all are two-faced right i'll agree with you this is a reality competition show. They all want... I know, they all That's want the... I'm, I'm giving it to you. They all want the $100,000, okay? Inherently, yes. that's always going to come between them because each of them thinks that she or he or they should be the winner. And But it yes. seems to be that Melissa and Coco... It appears to me... That what they're really angry about is that these people have not quit the show and just let them win. Yes, they're upset. They honestly feel like they're the kind of people that go into competition shows and they're like, you don't deserve to be here. So she, yeah. you should just leave. Like when Astrid said she didn't feel like she needed to be here. Coco was like, OK, we'll just leave. You know, like she was just like, I'm just going to leave. Like it, it's ridiculous. It's a competition show. That's why they have these things. It's not let Coco yeah, win I know, show. But it's one of the things like, we, you know and, that we really want this. And you're like, it, it really is. It is what we are seeing here is so fucking insane. And that, that's why like when I go on Reddit and see them like, oh, yes, queen. We, you know, I live for you. And I'm like, she is a horrible human being, like a monster, a monster, a literal monster. Well, she. I, I think I she's a monster. I don't feel like she's a oh, but I will say this, that I think she's definitely using manip- gaslighting and manipulation. I mean, this is the, you were, you brought it up that, that this is a very uh, specific or not specific. This is a very pointed point about uh, mm-hmm. gaslighting is that she, you, they, she doesn't give specifics, but she keeps saying like, you got, you need to admit to being two faced. And if you can't do that, then fuck you. And it's like, they're like, I don't know what specific thing you're talking about. 
but they feel like they have yeah. to admit to it. So it's like it, it, she's putting it on them. But see, the thing that frustrates me is it's like, why can't they they acknowledge it when they're outside of when they're not with her? But when she starts talking, automatically it's just like, all right, well, I she's guess forcing we're them, she's forcing you know, it's them just to be like, two-faced. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. It it so anyway, so I I yeah, I think that it's ridiculous. And this isn't even the worst part. To me, the the, the worst part yeah. comes up later. We'll get to it. Or maybe But soon what I'm enough. saying though, right so, here where yeah. we left off is she's saying none of you went after and chased Melissa. That's not their responsibility. It's not their responsibility. I no. I think and I said this last week, I think it is a noble thing that Coco ran after her friend to comfort her. But it is not the responsibility yes. of these girls to run after Coco to run after Melissa. And they did seem upset when she left. I don't know yeah. what she's talking about. They also, I will say this, she didn't it wasn't like she got up and ran mm-hmm. immediately. Coco didn't go and like immediately go comfort yeah. her friend. She waited. You know, and I, I will say, you know, it it's one of those things where they're not I mean, I don't know too much about them. So maybe they're all friends. But what I gather, they're not all like really good you know it's not like they all but hang the out with each other is, if right you're in a competition are, and one of your competitors quits well then you made their job easy like that's on you that's yeah i mean and we'll get to that but coco brings up a point saying that they're the reason she quit and it's yeah, like no, no she's they're they're not. Not. Oh, yeah here no, we go i give a fuck how do you definitely she is not. not caring that's exactly. fucking bullshit <laughs> Melissa didn't just leave because she was tired of the competition or couldn't take the pressure. She left because of them. And they- no. She, no. She no, 100% no. left because not, of the pressure. And she it's left, understandable. Yeah. And she left. She had a and horrible thing, if we believe it, happened to her before she left. Right? And to be honest with you, the fact that she left makes me believe it. Because if the whole reason why I was sort of like, I don't believe this, is that she seemed relatively calm, you know, relatively like, if it, look, if I was doing a competition show and Star the week of just up and left me, Mm -hmm. I would be a wreck the entire time, right? And Melissa, to her credit, was not mm-hmm. like a wreck yeah. the entire time. She was a little acoustic, mm-hmm. but she wasn't a wreck. And so the fact that she had this meltdown made me go, okay, maybe this did happen to her. And it's just been building yeah, up I don't as know. time has gone on. And I the don't know pressure... what these girls could have done to her to make her go home. No. I mean, legitimately, it she was blaming them because she needed to put something to blame because she couldn't say, oh, it's just, you know, I'm dealing with a lot. But it wasn't her. And I love, Coco will say this multiple times. She said she wasn't trying to make a scene. She wasn't doing this for attention. She was, it's like, she was Agreed. doing all those things. Every single thing. Like, that's Agreed. all she was doing. All right, here it's we like, go. Coco, She's you're a, such an a, idiot. A, an idiotic monster. They just can't seem to swallow that pill. You're not going to sit here and pay Melissa out to be this person that just flew off the handle and held all this shit in. She did. She held that shit in. That's exactly what happened. That's, we're not we don't need to paint it the show just showed it to us it literally that's yeah, exactly that's, what she <laughs> literally just said you're not gonna come here and tell me we recorded a podcast for an hour but see that's what i think is so funny is that coco is lit knows what's happening right she knows what's happening and so she's pointedly trying to get them to admit that that's not what's happening and in that way she's actually undermining yeah. melissa 
She's like, you know, it would be like me saying like, you know, it would be like me with Jay saying like, hey, Jay, stop saying Joe is fat and only eats at McDonald's and, get, <laughs> and eats chili cheese fries. You stop yeah. saying that right now. You stop saying that he supplements his rage with awkward situations with chili cheese fries. You shut up about it. All right, here we go. It's not that we're saying you weren't there for us at all. It's where you were when we needed you. I did nothing yet last episode, but talked about how I wanted to see you in the top three, how I think you're fucking incredible, how I told you in the cauldron to your face that I think it's cool that you do your shit last minute. I think that you're capable of that because I could never do that. And it's okay. One more. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will say this to I'm going to get go back to what Astrid said in the beginning. But I will say this that I do feel like last minute is a little passive aggressive. They could say day of but they I feel like last minute is a but little passive aggressive. Coco says something right here and she would just stop you'd be like okay we get it you're setting a boundary. But then she digs a hole for herself. But let me go back to something she says earlier. She goes it was not that we're not saying that you're not there for us but when we needed you this is a reality competition show. Let me sh- yes. No one owes anyone to be there for them. No. Also, I do think it's very pointed yeah. that she said we. Oh, I know. Like, she... And, okay. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing, though. I think this happened precisely how Coco wanted this to happen. Because there is no way that she could have dealt with her uh with kendra and melissa mm-hmm. in the top she ca- she can't compete mm-hmm. against them so i think that this actually is like the best outcome for coco is that she can play herself off as the lone wolf and among these other women or other other queens and and saying like oh hey i'm you know they're out to sabotage me even though no sabotage has gone on this to me honestly (laughs) this is gonna sound a little drastic but this reminds me a lot of like the election you know there's like oh there was election fraud even though there's no election fraud we found out that that they that they uh, there's been there's no election fraud they don't even say there's election fraud when they go to go to court and then yet they keep saying outside of of testimony they go around in circles Yeah. yeah All right, here we go. Pearson uses the term last minute to refer to me and my motherfucking drag on this day. You will suffer the wrath of my motherfucking curse. What does that even mean? First of all, we're already suffering the wrath of your curse. Okay, so she just said if you use the term last minute one more time to describe my drag, you will suffer the wrath of my curse. Now let me tell you how it's last minute. You act like I choose to do things last minute. Like, if I stayed at home and lived with my mom, I would have plenty of time to work on my fucking drag, too. But unfortunately, a bitch got rent and bills to pay. It's very interesting she did. So, it is last minute. So, (laughs) I gotta be... Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. Look, I get it. I get that people have other things going on in their life. But you know what? That's not an excuse. All right? You you're in a you were on a fucking drag competition show. You're not gonna win because you kind mm-hmm. of did well with this. You know, like nobody goes out there and says, "Oh, sorry, my dress isn't really great, but um, you know, I'm a single parent and uh, my you know my mm-hmm. I have one leg and um, my brother is in in prison 
and um, my dad is mm -hmm. uh, really sick, and I really haven't had a chance to uh, work on my outfits. And then they go, oh, okay, well, we're going to let you go through because you're, you seem yeah. like you have a really sad story. That's not, mm -hmm. that's not the show. It's not sad yeah. stories, Dragula. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking look show, and you're not bringing the looks, uh, you know, 60% of the, or 40% uh, yeah. of the time. It's a 60, you know, I feel like 60, 40, right. she's been doing okay. But I just think, you know, I don't know. I just love how she just has to throw every, it's uh, like you said, it's uh, nobody, it's never her fault. It's always circumstances mm -hmm. beyond her control. And, you know, she's, she's had it the roughest ever yeah, anyone has ever had. Your name as the name I brought up. Victoria, the one time that you threw Coco under the bus to the Boulay brothers, that you were like, oh, I threw like shade at Coco because she makes her shit last minute. That to me is a fucking red flag. Because when I said. Okay, this is a really good point that Victoria makes. And I, I don't remember how Coco addresses it. So Victoria's point is, you know, I was just thinking yes. about this. This is her point. When Melissa confronted me and said that I threw you, Coco, under the bus of the Boulay brothers about you having your stuff done last minute, I remember, this is, I'm paraphrasing, I never said your name. I just said there were queens who have their stuff done last minute, and Melissa's the one that said your yes. name. Yes. I've never said your name. I can't remember how Coco addresses that. Let's see here. I said, these queens that want to do things last minute. I never said your name specifically. The fact that you even said that when you were guilty yourself. That was what does it do with anything? Yeah, she d she doesn't even address it. Well, because you remember last episode, she said, oh, I see you doing stuff last minute. And Victoria's like, so what if I do? I think the problem is, is that all the queens do finishing yes. touches you know that's all and and we record it and that's kind of planned coco makes her yeah. whole outfit <laughs> like Co they're doing like what they said last stoning. episode melissa was yeah. like sto stoning mm -hmm. or something right coco's sewing and yeah. making her outfit and so that's that's the yeah. difference the comment that did not need to be made that came out of your mouth and it's ironic of all episodes for it to happen that it happens on the episode where you got caught for not having a personality again all right okay that, well, now All she's right, going for an ad hominem. Like she, in other words, it's, okay, I can't get out of this. That's a very valid argument. I can't get out of it. So now let me pivot and talk about how you don't have a personality. Because she has to get the heat off of her. Because yeah. she's. Tr that's why she's saying you shouldn't have said, why can't, why can't Victoria say things on the stage? Also, it's not. That's not the definition of my right, well, Okay, uh, Alanis Morissette. We're we'll, we'll moving on here. Here we go. Hey, then don't talk to me anymore. I guess you we're not friends know. anymore. Being a bitch is not a personality. That's not. How <laughs> okay, then I guess you have no personality. Well, you've, you've been. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've been making it work. How you win? It's a terrible strategy, by the way. And speaking of strategy, host. You're in the top three. So yeah. what's it like being this? Okay, okay, here we go. This is the pivot again. So she's continuing. She's she's feeling cornered. I attacked Victoria. It didn't go anywhere. So now I got to heat. The heat is on me. Hoso, smartest person in the room, because everybody else seems to be too dumb to realize that they're falling for your fucking plans. Okay, in a bit we're gonna okay. hear them all apologizing to you. Hoso, Hoso didn't know who a, what a thespian was. <laughs> so can we? She also just realized this episode that there's going to be yeah. consequences. So, you know, I'm just saying, I don't necessarily think I was the well, smartest no. in the room. 
She's I definitely the prettiest. I think point here where she's going to continue on. And that I think Hoso has done this stuff, but it's like, what does that have to do with anything? If you think about where this conversation started, first of all, everybody has a strategy. And by the way, I want to bring this up now because I was thinking about it when I was ruminating on this for the past two or three days. Coco is mad about this sisterhood and this, this, and this, that, and you don't have our back, blah, 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 blah. And I started thinking about that first episode when they had a bob for apples. Okay. And Astrid thought she won. All right. And okay. I'll even go with you. So in your brain, Astrid won. Okay. So she starts and I'm going to, I'm from what I'm seeing, Astrid was trying to be fair. Okay. And was trying to fairly put out, you know, because Coke, I mean, uh, Erica did call for this dancing thing early on, twirling and swirling. Okay. And so Astrid was trying to be fair. And then it came out that Melissa won. And Melissa gets to now decide. And they come after Erica and Astrid and Yavska with those three witches with such anger and rancor and vindictiveness. And they're so yeah. like, we're going to fuck you now because you do you dare you you know and we're gonna that's episode one and so for them to come on this show for coco to come on this show and be like the what happened to the sisterhood and the two-face and the diabolical and hear this the only people she's accusing hoso of having a strategy the only people who came onto this show with a strategy were melissa coco and kendra with their alliance. No one else formed an alliance. They did. Episode one, scene one, they formed an alliance. But so then for them to come in here and then accuse the other ones of having a strategy to keep them down when the first thing that happened on this season was they used their alliance to keep Astrid and the Yavska and Erica down is rich. Thank you. You're being an asshole. I came into this competition. You came into this competition for what, Astrid? Let's make it about you again. How- Why can't... The whole thing has been about Coco. <laughs> this whole motherfucking thing has been about Coco. And she's like, oh, let's make it about you again. Yeah, I mean, but the, see, that's the thing is that that's Coco. It's like she just, you know, she is... Uh, she's just so okay, entitled. How can we make this right? How can we all get on the same page? Everything that Coco's saying right now. Oh, oh, this part got me so mad. Oh my god! Oh my god! This part. This is the worst. I was gonna point that. This is the worst part. What the fuck is Eva doing? Why is Eva fucking chiming in? And she is so the scared white person who is scared of the black girl going off, and is now like she's right. Everyone. Coco has made. She. I don't she even think that's right it. Now, she's given plenty of examples to back her her statement up she's given zero examples unless they cut them out we've heard zero examples i don't even think it's like uh let me finish finish maybe it is every shred of evidence to back it up speak your truth girl i don't even think that's it i legitimately think and i don't know if this is just a white person thing but i think that that eva is seeing that the tide is, you know, like she's like Coco's really upset, so I'm just gonna side with Coco, so mm-hmm. I don't get yelled at. I think that's what she's doing. I think if Astrid was yelling at yeah. her, she would probably side Maybe. with Astrid. 
she's but not she she's is, not it's so funny she's she's she is the eva is saying how coco came with receipts about who was two-faced and she's being two-faced saying this yeah i would love for anyone to show receipts that's not eva what i hate is what happened and okay okay so now we're going here okay so now now it's calm down and now listen listen to this yeah. coco cane turn it on them like i am sorry i had to hit you you know you made me hit you yeah i'm sorry how it's affecting us now it is unfortunate that in this day and age it takes that level of energy to feel heard this coco cane has sat at the middle now i'm not saying she put herself there like the production could have put her there she has sat at the middle of this table every week pontificating and everyone listening to every fucking word she said and now she's talking about how everyone has to uh she has to scream so people can so she can be heard what is she talking about yeah she's done i i guarantee if you were to take the minutes from this show she's done the most and it's talking. clear that melissa didn't hoot and holler because she wanted to stay that was not a performance it was it was a performance yes, it was it was for sure a performance. You know what else is a performance? Every single time yeah. Eva said something, it's like they're both yeah. performative. That was not for attention. It was a hundred percent. Yes, for it was for what? Okay, you know what? All right, I'm gonna. I will say this. I will give it. Let's give it to Coco. If that wasn't performative and it wasn't for attention, then Militia should be institutionalized because that is the most uh-huh. psychotic thing I have uh-huh. ever seen anyone do. If they're not uh-huh. doing it for attention and they're not doing, and it's just like, what that may, that rant uh-huh. makes no sense. Then she should be institute. She should be on put uh-huh. on a fifty one fifty. One hundred percent. Here we go. That was out of pure hurt that comes from a place where you let walls down around people that you thought you could trust that's where a lot of my rage came from what this makes no sense because they're constantly talking on this show about how these Mm -hmm. women are two-faced right and and then melissa has an episode where she gets upset and now coco's saying that she trusted you and you ruined that trust what did she she trust them she said since day one yes. that they're two-faced also she she only told kendra and coco that, yeah, that her husband that. left her yes. she didn't open up no, to anyone else them, a person that let their guard down to us is no longer here by their own admission when? because we made them feel that unwanted and miserable i what? hate that i had to read how is that their response how is that their responsibility how is that there? It's a competition also, show. They're there to win. They're there for themselves. Everyone is there for themselves. It is not, if I was in a competition, if I was in that show or if you were in that show, it is not our job to hold each other's hand to help each other. It, you figure your shit out, I'll figure my shit 100%, out. 100%. Melissa and Coco and Kendra, when she was there, were running this show. They were the one that got all the attention. Everyone kowtowed to them. This is making no sense. One, let's be honest. I I will agree that Melissa was under a lot of pressure. I will agree that Melissa was under a lot of stress, blah, 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 blah. But a big part of the stress was for the first time she was in the bottom. And that fucked with her head. Yes. And she was upset 
because she didn't think she should have been in the bottom. And she was also upset because her friend could yeah. potentially go home. It was a yeah. it was a no win situation. She was either going to be eliminated or she was going to be All on right, the show without oh. her friend, which I totally get. Y'all as hard as I did. But I genuinely felt like there was no other way for y'all to understand exactly how actions that don't seem to affect others can simply have an effect on them by happening around them. I knew by being harsher on. Okay. Okay. So let's unpack that for a second, because that one I had to think about and I still don't understand. So you mean to tell me that when she came out of the, she came out of the workroom in the, in the Mm -hmm. war room beret and she said disrespectfully, fuck all you y'all y'all, um, that she was trying to show them how their actions that they don't Mm -hmm. think hurt people actually hurt people. What does that even fucking mean? I don't know. What does that mean? Like, give a specific of something that you think they somebody did that hurts people that they didn't think hurt people, but that actually hurts she people. She won't. She'll never give it to you, Lori. Because it doesn't exist. Ma'am, they would for sure take me seriously and understand the severity of the situation. Because I know that if I get too emotional, I'm immediately marked off. It's just being angry. And then I'm not taking seriously. I don't take you seriously. And you came in all angry. You've <laughs> well, been angry the whole season. You came I've in angry. I've never seen her smile. You came in... Ha- Honestly, she came in suspicious of everyone from... Se- I felt like she left the her mm-hmm. <laughs> her reunion and came back and was like... It yeah. was suspicious of everyone. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to, as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dragula Titans Season 1. So for Lorian K. Roggenkamp and uh, myself. So long, Uglies! Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an afterthought media podcast. Thank you.